go out to LA. Somebody need to do a song for LA. Hello, my name is Elaine, and I'll be your tour guide through South Central Los Angeles. This is Los Angeles. Well, where are we going? Westward. Here we are, man. Uh, fresh off of a Super Bowl, one of the most historical Super Bowls that I've ever seen before. And that was strictly based off of the high, the halftime performance. You know, man, I, I'm in a lot of group texts. And in some of these group texts, I'm, you know, uh, cool with people from different regions Different cities, different states, you know, and all of them got their ties to their favorite sports teams and things like that. So, you know, a lot of arguing was going back and forth about the Super Bowl matchup between the Rams and the Bengals, talking to a lot of Midwest cats. And, you know, the game aside, the halftime is what stood out the most. And, you know, they saw me, it, I was pretty much going for the Rams, you know what I'm saying? I thought they had the better team, and there were certain players that I like on that team that I wanted to win. Uh, but I think a lot of them felt like it was just me going for an L.A. team. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm proud of where I'm from. Um, I'm not a Rams fan at all, but I love my city, just like everybody else loved their city. Uh, should be understandable across the board. You know, um, the, the relationship that I have with my city is is similar to it's like similar to like your first cousin. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like you you just it's just a unique relationship, you know, even though sometimes you don't want to be around them. But I'm proud of where I'm from. It shaped me a certain way. And um I appreciate that. I, I couldn't imagine uh, growing up in any other culture in another city, you know. And I respect a lot of people from different cultures, uh, from different cities, you know, from the, the, the New York, the Miamis, the, the Chicago's. You go to the Atlanta's and the Houston's and stuff like that. And, you know, everybody where they come from, they they say, you know, that's the. That's the best of the best. You know, no one can be this and no one can be that. And we're number one in this and we're the best at this. And that's cool. I don't normally debate that anymore because they're supposed to feel that way. You know, um, at times you might catch me defending my city. But for the most part, I don't. Usually people that have a problem with the city of L.A. come from smaller cities. You know what I mean? Is they they have this uh, idea of L.A. of being uptight, bougie, et cetera. Um, and, and, and that's partially true, you know. But, I mean, that's, that's like that in, in, in certain big cities. It's just a different type of lifestyle, you know. And in L.A., we have different type of cultures within one culture. And that one culture, I think, that goes across the board is that we're all laid back, you know. Over here was it's real chill, real relaxing, uh, but it, it is a fast paced lifestyle over here too. It can go either way. We give you the opportunity to live your life. You just gotta abide by the rules, you know. 
And there are a lot of street rules. There are a lot of politics that goes on out here. But for the most part, if you stay out the way, you'll be all right, you know? And the reason why I said I'm proud of my city is the Super Bowl reminded me of the culture that meant a lot to not just myself, but to the world. You know, when you look at hip hop, hip hop to me controls the world. But when you look at the different pockets of hip hop and the different cultures within inside hip hop, you just got to appreciate it. Just like a person from Brooklyn can feel like they can go anywhere in the world and make it. A person from, um, you know, Miami, Dade County or something like that. You know, a person from Houston, they feel like they can go anywhere and make it, you know, because of how they were raised and everybody was seemed to be born in a hood or something like that, you know, and I, and I, I watched one of the best halftime performances in this year's Super Bowl. And, you know, I was expressing how much I enjoyed it and how much they basically, um, involved a lot of our cultural, cultural, um, you know, inventions, I should say. You know, it was a lot of West Coast flavor, even though we had a cattle in there from Detroit, a couple of New Yorkers up there. Um, Dr. Dre and Snoop and K-Dot represented the West extremely well. Extremely well. Um, shout out to Anderson Pack too. We seen you. Um, just re- that, and it just made me, you know, think about something that I've all I've always known. Um, and I've never gotten away from my West Coast up upbringing. You know, um, you know, you'll see me online using some of the finest West Coast slang. You know, because this is where I come from. I blew. I grew up around Bloods and Crips my whole life. Family members and all, friends, close friends, you know, uh, co-workers. It's a lot of people I knew in this gang lifestyle and pretty much South Central L.A. is surrounded by the gang culture, you know, and I don't glorify it. You know, but I do understand that it shaped a lot of us, you know, for what it was supposed to stand for to what it has turned into. We soaked it all in and we seen we seen the fun part of it during the Super Bowl. (laughs) Seen some Midwest Midwest cast say, you know, what was funny. The Midwest cast that said I was being, quote unquote, recency bias towards the halftime show. What is Prince fans, but they brought up Michael, uh, they brought up Michael Jackson's performance, right? Not knowing that I still have Michael Jackson performance like number one, but they're Prince fans. So it just showed me that them niggas just wanted to be different. I, it's all right. You know what I mean? I get it. I'm a, I'm, I'm already past a little bit too old to be debating meaningless debates. And sure, I guess you can mask it with saying, well, it's just conversation. We can all talk. We can all have a friendly debate and stuff like that. But nah, 
Nah, it's been years, years where I've noticed that I've taken jabs here and there about people saying what they don't like about L.A., this, that, and the third. Listen, I don't own L.A. I don't own the brand of L.A. I don't own anything in L.A. except for the brands that I created myself. But I do think it's corny that maybe because where they are from is kind of different and maybe their their different type of culture don't get highlighted as much as our culture. Um, and that I, in a way that's kind of messed up, but in another way it's like, is it even worth even talking about? You know what I mean? Eh, it's whatever. It's whatever. But I, I will say this me being uh LA native, you know, born in Inglewood, but basically raised on the East side of LA Got no complaints, man. No complaints. I'm proud of who I am. I'm proud of where I'm from. And I don't think, I ain't going to say I don't think. I know that that'll never change. And the older I get, the more I start to understand. And I, I'm fascinated with other people's cultures as well. I don't care where you're from. As long as you're out, if you're from a place, not even, I'm not even going to say that because there's a, you got to realize how huge California is. And don't get me wrong. I understand about the people that think we're so arrogant because at one point I used to think like, it doesn't matter what's up North besides the Bay area. Cause shout out to the Bay area. They really have stuck to their, their roots and what they've created. I love the Bay area sound too. Way better than a lot of shit that I've, that I've listened to through, uh, through the past. You know what I mean? And they don't they don't get as much recognition because, I mean, pretty much a lot of cultures had to fight to get their acknowledgement, like to get their stake in the game. You know what I mean? The South was running hip hop for a very long time at one point, but the Bay Area was right there. The Bay Area was holding down the West Coast for a cool minute after that whole after the whole Pog Death Row fiasco, like the Bay Area stepped up. They did. They had their own thing that was that was created before it even went mainstream. And then you seen the partnership between E40 and and Little John and things like that. And that was basically a collaboration of the two the two regions that were taking over the game for a minute. And everybody had their, everybody had their time. I remember So So Def running the game. You know what I mean? So Atlanta had it. Houston had it for a minute. New Orleans had it on lock in the 90s for a minute. You know what I'm saying? We already know what Master P did. Um, but besides that, man, I just wanted to say... I'm proud of where I'm from and um, watching the Super Bowl, it, it brought out something. It brought out something because, again, the fan base that came out for their team and then the halftime performance that just, if you didn't know, which a lot of people did, but if you didn't know, it, if you didn't know about L.A., um, and I, I did not mention it on my sports show, but I said I was going to mention it here, yo, Side note, they were crip walking in Inglewood. So let me explain that. <laughs> Inglewood, majority of that city is bloods, if not all. 
You know what I'm saying? And there is somewhat of a argument between Rams fans uh, in South Central is that are they the L.A. Rams or are they the Inglewood Rams? Because they're not technically they're not in L.A. They're in they're in the city of Inglewood. Technically, you know what I mean? But we know what it is. It's, it's like when Snoop Dogg go out of town, he say I'm from L.A. But when he's at home, he's from Long Beach. And it's a huge difference. Trust me. L.A. and Long Beach is different. They just right next door to each other. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was, it was the representation was was dope. Um, second to none, man. Second to none. We really they really showed their ass for that halftime performance. And they had a lot of they had a lot of West Coast flavor in there. Start not just with the music, but the performance alone. Having them niggas crib walk. <laughs> And Inglewood was different on, on on so many different levels, but a lot of people don't care and a lot of people wouldn't understand it. Uh, a lot of people didn't really notice, you know. Now, after that, again, shout out to my city, bringing another championship home. Uh, shout out to the Lakers, Dodgers, and the Rams. While I was watching the Super Bowl, uh, I have my messages on silent. So unless I actually go and check my text messages, I'm not getting any notifications or anything like that. I know I got to switch that back. Um, now, in the midst of that, I had some fellow podcasters, shout out to Drake, shout out to Shan. And Shan had recently put out an episode about Black History Month and how we need to get rid of it, you know, because it's almost like a disrespect in a way. Um, obviously a lot of people don't celebrate it the way we need to celebrate it. And as long as we allow people outside of our culture to throw nickels and dimes at us, we'll never really unite and come together and get things situated, right? Drake, although he understood and agreed, he looked at it in a different view. And that was more so of, Whatever we have got, whatever we got going, make sure we keep it going forever. No matter how short it is, no matter how long it is, we want people to recognize black people. And I chimed in after the game on my way to work saying, basically, I agree with both. And I just understand. I just understand um, y'all point of views, but I also have my point of view. You know, um, and it was a lot of things that went on prior to this weekend. Uh, Jim Jones went live, was acting his ass off, and he absolutely had the right to. But being in the VIP room, uh, was it was it Louis or Gucci? One or the other. One of them high end fashions. You got to have a certain amount of money to be in that room, period. But I think he wanted the common courtesy of every other guest that came in, getting the free water, you know, making sure the customer service is on point um, because he feels like if it was a white person, then they wouldn't have to ask for anything. You know, things would be given to them. As far as great customer service. And it had me thinking like, yo, we've been like this, though. We've been complaining about what we don't get, the service that we don't receive, et cetera. And I understand that one a whole lot. I really do. But I'll be damned if we sit up here and act like 
everybody pretty much cares. When they don't, they don't. Yeah, do we want change? We do. But we're too lazy to work at it. And I brought it all the way full circle back to the podcast game. Where, I'm going to be honest with you. I know, I know my areas where I struggle at, right? And that's why I'm not afraid to surround myself with people that have, that have figured it out. You know, Drake has his strength. Shan has her strength. Greg has his strength. And those three, you know, obviously the Beyonce is of the world too. Like Beyonce is, is, is probably podcast gold. This is a cat that can create content, uh, catch somebody ear and edit his own material. He just, he got everything on lock. You know what I mean? Not too many people that can do that. You know, like they may be able to, they may be able to be in all three lanes, but to be a 10 out of 10 in all three lanes, uh, it's not too many. I haven't heard too many cats. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Some I don't listen to anymore and I continue to listen to new podcasts. But I can tell you, there's not, there's not a podcaster that I can compare to, be honest. There's not too many podcasts that I can compare to Shan either. Drake as well. Greg as well. These are these are forecasts where I can say if you leave them with the content and give them a budget, they're not going to fail at all. They can grab somebody's attention. They can create a show. Hell, they can create a roster. They can create a network. And that's where I was getting to is that we're going to sit up here and keep complaining every day about how we getting mistreated, how we're not getting opportunities. When some of this shit is just on us, though, too. You know, I, I mentioned to them, like, one of the main reasons why I fuck with the lunch break is because I've seen some younger, vibrant, talented podcasters, even if they didn't have a podcast resume prior to them having a lunch break or having a... Um, at-risk therapy, right? But I've seen it. Now, I'm not saying that these niggas was going to be rookie of the year. I'm not saying that these niggas won't end up in the Hall of Fame. What I said was, for what they got right now, it's fire. Shouldn't go unheard, right? And honestly, in the, in the beginning, I didn't want to be a part of anything. I just wanted to be an assistant because I didn't want to have extra responsibilities that I that I already have. I already have two personal podcasts that I have to do. Then I'm a part of two other podcasts. And then outside of those other two, here and there I'm invited, you know what I mean, on other podcasts. Annually, you know what I'm saying, or quarterly or whatever the case may be. So it's a lot, man. It's a lot. It's a lot, you know. Um, but the one thing that, the one thing that I mentioned to Shan and that I mentioned to Drake is that for one, I know we're lazy, but for two, we have all this talent. Drake said, yo, if you played a certain position, I expect for you to dominate. You know what I'm saying? I expect for you to do your thing at that, at that position, if that's your strength. And I agree with him. The problem I have with all of us is that we are going hard for our own personal brand 
but we're not doing it together. I'm not even talking about just support. That that support shit getting old. I'm not even going to lie to you. That shit getting burnt out, bro. I don't even like the word support anymore. You know? But the fact that I think me personally, what I have to do is narrow down the people that I want to see win. It's so cliche to say I want everybody to win. Nah, it's not that I want everybody to win. I want the people that's, that's putting in the major work. Like I said, I just finished talking about Be Honest. That is a nigga that can do everything when it comes to podcasting and can possibly get better. I haven't, I have yet to see a female podcaster like Shan. No one even comes close. Nobody. She's in the league of her own. The way Drake can control a room. In his presence, he can go open up a Twitter space. He can go open up a clubhouse room. Uh, he can go on TikTok and go live and talk to just random people for hours. Greg is so caught up in the tech world, has his own network, and and uh, very similar to what Shan and and Drake does, control a whole room, come up with the most craziest yet normal juiciest topics to talk about or thought-provoking topics. And yet we all doing things separate. Yeah, yeah, me and Bianas are part of the same network. I actually, he's actually my editor. If I slip up and say something (laughs) or, you know, technical difficulties, that's the guy that's going to be able to fix my episodes and drop them. You know what I mean? But I feel like and I and, and Shan said this, it's a lack of trust. Drake said that as well. That we have amongst our, our peers is that we don't dr- we don't trust e- each other enough to go into business together. And I can and I can understand that, but when you think about it, yo, we've been trying we low-key been forcing ourselves besides having a good heart and rolling with great content and appreciating good content, we've technically been forcing ourselves to support people that we love. That's basically what it comes down to. Everybody's in low-key competition without saying that they're in competition. Some of y'all not. Some of y'all just doing y'all thing, staying in y'all lane, don't really care. But I, yeah, you're not going to fool me, buckos. I know some of y'all niggas is like, no, I got to keep, it's an ego thing. It's the ego thing. There's a handful of podcasts that I listen to on priority. Like that shit, gotta I, I gotta play that shit through. Some of them, and, and they not they not perfect. They hit or miss episodes. Ain't nobody undefeated. But for the most part, they're more consistent, and their content has always been promising. And I'm, at this point, this the the, the word support has got to be. The actions behind it got to be different. Because honestly, bro, you, all right, you buy a sweater or two. That's cool. You put money in my pocket just a little bit. Honestly, that money going back into the business. But you get what I'm saying? It's not. That's not it, bro. That's not it right there. I think we're all getting to a point. And again, I don't deal with the stress levels as other podcasters because some of these niggas is really trying to get paid off of this to where they don't have to go to, to a nine to five anymore. Me... I'm either or because I have different goals, you know what I mean? And podcasting is one of those goals, but at the bottom of the barrel, to, if you believe it or not. 
podcasting is not up there because that's why I don't I don't stress over a lot because I, I don't have the same type of podcast goals that everybody else got. At the same time, I do know that in order to get to certain to certain places in life, like you got to have stepping stones. This podcast might be a stepping stone for me. You know what I mean? And my podcast is based off of my personality anyway, just like my just like the rest of the content. But I know other people are in this game for the long haul. I just been doing it for a long time. But my point is, it's like I'm sitting up here and I'm lit. Like I said, I got priority podcasts that I listen to. Why we can't figure this shit out? What am I talking about? What are we? What what do we need to figure out? The fact that we need to come together and push and push each other together to get to the next level. I've seen it. I've watched these content creators, these social media influencers, you know, build a team, work hard at it, and end up on commercials and shit. Now, I'm not saying I'm not sure I'm trying to be a fucking actor or anything like that, but the point is let's get to the next level of anything. If niggas just want to do straight merch, Let's work together. And look, it's going to be stepping stones. This is what I said. We have a whole thread in that group chat of me, Shannon, Drake going back and forth. Gigi was in there too, but she was probably busy. And I definitely know that she probably listened to all of all those messages. But we got to get to a point where we start working together. And it's going to take baby steps because I respect everybody's personal life. And I hope that you respect mine because if you didn't, then I wouldn't fuck with you at all. And I probably wouldn't even speak to you. But yes, I have a busy life, more busy than the average bear, you know, what I mean? and then just like my other podcast friends, Drake and Shannon, et cetera, them niggas got lives, too. So I understand that we can't go out there and start set tripping a lot because, first of all, we don't stay nowhere near each other. A couple of, a couple of us is in different time zones. Some of us got kids. Some of us don't. Some of us are married. Some of us not. So it's, there's, and I wouldn't call them, I wouldn't, I would say obstacles. Because besides, besides this business shit that I want to put together, I still got a personal life to live, you know. But I do understand in order to, for me to want to live a comfortable life, I need change. I need change. I need, it's something else I need to do. I've been tired of trying to figure it out by myself. I got friends that I've been friends with for over 25 plus years. And I'm just, I, I've been waiting on those stepping stones for us to go towards our, our goals together. But then I had to realize, like, not only do these niggas have families themselves, but they may not even have the same goals that I, that I, that I have. And, may, and I'll ask them that, too, soon. Very soon. I'll ask them, what are their goals? You know? But we ain't moved not an inch, you know? And I seeked out um, podcasters that, that have similar goals such as myself. But we ain't moved shit. We haven't. And it's a lot of things that I won't be able to do. And hopefully we have other people involved that can do it. I know my strengths. I know my lane. I stay in it. And I won't be able to do certain things because one, I probably don't have the knowledge on it or two, I don't have the time to do it. You know, I had to run in with, I had to run in with the, with the lunch break for a minute because they were wanting, they wanted to do things right, 
but it was just moving too fast for me. Cause I'm just not a nigga that just sit at the house all day. And I can't, I can't, in the type of field that I'm in, I can't work from home. <laughs> I wish I could, but I can't. You know, that might make things a little bit easier, but I'm in these streets three, four times a week. So, you know, at the end of the day, I, I feel like we can figure it out. Um, it's a serious sit down, you know, I've come across some new podcasters, you know what I'm saying? Within the past year or so, you know, shout out to 12 Cal. And I highlight him is because I, he, he comes off as a cat that's serious about his craft. You know, his content is very good, elite, refreshing, you know, and it, it could be a lot to ask a person Say, hey, man, do you want to see if we could build on this in some type of way? And it's hard because it's not, I can't just pull up. I can't just drive around a corner and say, all right, let's lay out the blueprint. Again, I respect everybody's personal lives more than I respect their podcast life. I do. That, that'll never change because this podcast shit can stop at any moment. But that, that other life, that other personal life, that's here. It's not going anywhere. And, you know, I shout out to the people that got to work like me. I got to strategically pick days and, and, and late nights on when to record. If you see uh, uh, a streak of me just recording by myself, it's because I really don't have time to record with anybody else. I just don't have it like that. You know, I, I do want to record with other people. I got a lot of topics that need a second, third or fourth opinion. Just don't have the time for it. I can I can free up more time to be on somebody else's uh, podcast than I can free for my own, and that's just the truth to the matter. And to say that we'll figure it out—that's just me being optimistic. That's not even a for sure thing. But this is going back to the whole Black History thing: is that. I see us. We want to be seen. We want to be respected. But before we can even get to that point, and, and don't get me wrong, we we earn the respect way before we was born, as far as my peers. And I get it. I get where Shannon's coming from. Like, yo, fuck Black History Month. We should be recognized all year. And I and I and I also understand where Drake coming from. Like, yo, nah, I want Black History to stay because. They need to learn about their past. I don't care how much trauma it brings up. They need to learn what's going on. They need to know the reason why we have this in the first place. And before we even get to all that, you know, we need to have a sit down, man, and really, and really hash it out. It's not even about sitting down and talking about business. It's about sitting down and just talking, understanding each other. We might need to throw out some personal things that we need to know about each other just in case we avoid red flags, just in case we we avoid disrespecting each other without us knowing that we disrespecting somebody. Because we might not know. I don't know if I said that right. Because we might not know we disrespecting somebody. I'm cool with a lot of podcasters and I see a lot of people working. People got their own brands and stuff like that. 
I'm loyal to, in a way, to certain people that I've been rocking with for years, you know, and I got a long list of podcasters that I'm just super cool with, you know, and I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm cocky enough to know that I can continue to put my, my content out and my, my demographic, the, the pool of people that I know is going to listen, but I'm humble enough to know that I'm not doing all this shit the best, to the best of my abilities. And I know, and I'm humble enough to know that I need to get better. But I'm also wise enough to know that it'll never be done by myself. Yes, I may have whatever BTG for president is looking like right now and open run is looking like. Yes, the strength of that is off my back. But that art cover was done by Be Honest. That intro music was done by Be Honest. You know, some topics I, hey, man, I got that idea from this show. And I'll give my credit too, for the most part. And look, look, and don't never, don't never take that to the bank or whatever, because I don't need nobody's help. But I appreciate somebody's help. That's a fact. And I'm not like again, I may not be the best podcaster to a lot of people, but put me in a room with who you think is, and watch me walk out smiling. Because all it is is just me talking with the same personality that personality that I was born with. Thing is, we're in the era where our personality can get us paid. Our personalities can get us put us in a position where we're comfortable. But our ego is saying, you got to do it yourself. You got to get out the mud yourself. But why, though? Seriously, why? And, that, and again, one of the obstacle courses is that people who have their own goals may want to go a different route. They might not want to have a nigga in a passenger seat. They probably really want to get there by themselves. They probably don't want you to give them any opinions or advice on certain topics on how to do the show because they are comfortable the way they do it. They built a fan base off of how they did it. I think the person that wants to be a part of it should understand that. Again, I understand. But you got to understand where I'm coming from, too. At the end of the day, this shit is hard out here. I told I, I, I told Drake and Shan, like, bro, I'm tired of that same ass support shit. Yeah, if niggas buy a hoodie and T-shirt here and there, that's cool. And then I buy some shit from your shop. And then I buy some shit from your shop. But guess what we're doing? All we're doing is just hugging each other with money. That's all we're doing. You know what I mean? Now, don't get me wrong. Drake does a phenomenal job at marketing my shit. Every time I log on to his uh, Twitter space or... Going is live on TikTok. He introduced me to his audience like no one other. You know what I mean? And for the average person, that's top tier elite marketing. For me, I'm a pre. I appreciate that shit a lot. But we got to go to the next level. My, ne- you know, my next level. I'm not sure what my next level is. I know what the level I'm on now. I've sent a gang of people to Drake's podcast. I sent a gang of people to Shan's podcast. I always bring up Rare Science Network and my flag, the flag show, the No Nonsense show. I'm, you know, I'm getting better at promoting the lunch break and things like that. The Breaks Radio, Black Horror Humor. I'm all over the fucking place. It's hard to juggle all that, and none of it gets a hundred percent. Not none, because my shit, I'm spread it out through all that content. 
And it's hard to focus and, and lock in on one when the other one is right there around the corner. But eventually, when one of them pop off, I'm going to have to fade the black with all the rest of them and get behind something. But I have an idea of what I want to do in the future. You know what I mean? I, 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 to me, I ain't going to lie to you. I got to cut a lot of people off. And what I mean by that is that, again, no disrespect to a lot of podcasters that I've been on for some years that I was cool with early in the podcast game. You know what I mean? But I can't juggle all you niggas. And what I and what I mean by that is I can't sit up there and 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 rat, you know, take portions of this support and spread it around. I'm not Jesus. I'm not about to go get some water, turn that shit into wine, give you some bread and some fish. I'm not, not to everybody. I think, you know, I'm only one person, so everybody else got to step up too. But but the people that I really, really, really fuck with is a very small list. Very small. Outside of the names that I just said, outside of the four names that I just said, it's probably just a couple of other names. And it's probably less than 10. You know what I'm saying? I got to throw Murph up in there because Murph been doing his thing. You know what I'm saying? Murph, Murph been doing his thing for a cool minute and is recognizing the podcast game as one of the greats. You know? And there's some up and comings that up and comers that I'm very passionate about. And they can bump over a lot of niggas that I just think is cool that I rock with. And that's what's going to have to happen. On a personal level, don't take it personal. We can still be cool. On the podcast business level, I gotta move a lot of niggas out the way. Not right now, because this person right here is hot. And I need to see if they will be able to benefit me and if I will be able to benefit them. Don't get it twisted. Be real with yourself. Look in the mirror and say the shit out loud. You support other people and they support you. We ain't doing nothing but using each other. Now, we might have a heart, but we're still using each other. I'm using Be Honest to edit my shows and put my shit out. I'm not, I couldn't, I couldn't necessarily say, tell you if he's using me or whatever, but if I had to guess, hey, I'm putting great content out on this network. We're both using each other. Same thing if I get invited to another podcast, I'm going to make sure I show up and have the best verse. You using me for the feature? I'm using you for the exposure to your listeners. Point blank. That's just how the game goes. But if it's all if it's all based off of love, I don't see a problem with it. But again, I got to step back from a lot of different niggas that I just hey yeah we cool on on the internet and blah blah we've been rocking together for years and stuff like yeah that's all cool but now it's time to get cut off. It's time to get cut off, and I still watch cats. I may not talk to them every day. I may not tweet them. I may not DM them or anything like that. I don't mean I don't fuck with them, but I see them working. I see them working. I done stepped out of my lane a bit and tried to do some crazy, I ain't gonna say crazy shit, but I'm out here trying to, try, just trying to do shit. I got rejected the other day by one of the uh, content creators that I follow on TikTok. Not on TikTok, I follow her on IG. And I'm like, my plan was to find some creators that I fuck with 
that don't that's not too big to where they can't reply to you and say, you know what? Here's a shirt. Here's a hoodie. I remember her saying, like, why? Like, for what? Like, why are you sending me a hoodie? And if I, for a minute, I had to step back, like, I almost caught myself, like, nigga, who's going to, you know what I mean? But I had to look at it in a different lens. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe my presentation was a little off. Or maybe she just get approached a gang of times through her DMs and thought that I was one of those cats. I had to look at it that way. Because that was my first time someone ever challenging free shit. And I had to respect it. And that opened up my eyes that I need to go to another level or I wouldn't be in this position. I wouldn't hurt over it or nothing like that, but it just really made me open up my eyes. Like, I got to step my shit up. That's what everybody, everybody got to step their shit up. Or not. You know, <laughs> if you're not going to step your shit up, then we ain't got nothing to talk about. But if we rocking together, then we all need to step our shit up. That's a fact. Um, pretty much ain't got nothing else after that. Um, again, I want to say I'm proud of where I'm from. I'm proud of how my city raised me. You know, I have my city has its faults. I have my faults because of the city. Uh, but outside of that, man, my city is second to none. And I hope that you feel that same way about yourself and your city, whether you're from the East Coast, West Coast, Midwest, up north, down south, wherever the case may be, like you're supposed to feel like your shit is is number one. Your culture is number one because L.A. is second to nobody at all in this world. We run shit. And I hope that you feel that way about your city. And I'm OK with a friendly debate. I'm not going to harp on it too long because I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to get money out this bitch. You know what I mean? I enjoy going on these dates with my wife. I enjoy where I stay at. I got to keep that shit rolling. I got to go to another level. I'm at that stage, though. I'm at that stage where I'm just tired. Like, you know, when you get to that stage where you're just tired of doing the same shit, going to the gym or going home, going to work, going home. It's, no, I need to switch up that pattern. I need to switch up that pattern. So more black history throughout the year. Get our respect, step our game up, build a better team, make it consistent, and represent. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to Black Horror Humor. Shout out to the Breaks Radio. Shout out to the No Nonsense. Shout out to the Lunch Break Productions. Shout out to Everything Culture. Shout out to She Gets It. Shout out to Young Black and Vosit. Shout out to the Break It Down with Tamron. All them, man. All them. We got to get better, though. We got to get better. Um, off the record, I see y'all, man. I like that. I like them. I like off the record. I see them, man. I, I like off the record, man. They solid. They solid. Height. Height. He he's special. He's special. That's one I got to start tapping in with more. Uh, you talk about a nigga that go out there and get it on his own. He definitely does that. I've been watching. There's one of those cats where I said I don't communicate much. But, you know, he got my number. He'll send me. He'll text me his episodes. He'll text me from time to time and vice versa. Things like that. Um, I definitely got to tap in with him more. And, yeah, I'm strategically putting my team together, though. Whether we build a network or not, I basically got my roster set. You know what I'm saying? 
outside of the names that I just said, got a couple of more slots I need to fill, man. And it might be a slot filled with a couple of podcasters from the same podcast or just one person. But I'm going to figure this shit out. And I will even say this. You know how you know how life can be. It'll throw you a curveball or it'll flip on you. When I say I'm going to figure it out, it might not be the exact plan. But I will figure it out to where we go to another level with or without myself being involved. All right, man. (sighs) BTG for president. I need to give me some goddamn sleep. That's what I need to do.